0: Every single Zelda title is at least one good thing about it, whether it be the 3D games, the 2D titles or even some of the lesser known and more memed on titles. So today I wanted to draw attention to some of the best things about all of the past 3D games in the series and one thing from each that I really hope Tears of the Kingdom takes from the games since a mixture of the best stuff out of each game would make for the best Zelda game in the series by far, though I won't be including the DS games and Link Between Worlds for those who do count them. Please do subscribe if you enjoy Zelda content and if you want Tears of the Kingdom coverage all the way up to release and to help the channel reach 5000 subscribers by the end of the year. First up let's go back to Ocarina of Time, the game that took the foundations made by Link to the Past and ran with it in a 3D space. There are a ton of things that could be taken from this game and used in Tears of the Kingdom. I love the dungeons in Ocarina of Time, I love the music in the game, the atmosphere and a ton more that I'd have to discuss in separate videos if I really wanted to go in depth with them but something that I think this game did really well was implementing a time mechanic that didn't feel really finicky and like it changed the experience too much. I think the way the time mechanic works in Majora's Mask is completely fine and in fact I think it fits the theme of that game to no end, but if we're going off of things that I think should be handled in a similar way in Tears of the Kingdom, well I'd want time travel to be done more like this than in Majora's Mask, especially since we basically skip time now by using campfires and Breath of the Wild anyway. While it hasn't been confirmed that time travel will be used in the next game in any capacity, and some people are really against the idea of it being used for story purposes at all, I still think it's worth mentioning. Because if time travel is in the next game, I want it to be fairly discreet, meaning that I don't want it to be really intrusive to us actually playing the game. Honestly, with the confirmation of the islands being right above Hyrule now though, we can say with at least a bit of certainty time travel won't be a part of the gameplay, apart from maybe being a part of your item set. If there is any, I want it to be like, go to this area in the map, once you've done that, press a button and you've traveled in time and a ton has changed, much like in Ocarina of Time, as this part of this video is for. But right now I'm going in with very reserved expectations when it comes to time travel, but I think going back to this way of doing things would be great, but anyway, let's move on. Breath of the Wild has some pretty lackluster side quests and made up for it by giving us just a few really good ones and a good amount of decent ones, even if you do have to include shrine quests in that list. Tarrytown, Town, the Mirror Quest, the Hylian Homo Quest and more but I don't think there's a single Zelda game that can come close when it comes to side quests than Majora's Mask. Some people might disagree and think these side quests can be really stressful when they're doing some of the quests since they require some really insane precision at times but honestly I just disagree. I love the side quests of Majora's Mask especially the cafe quest. Having more side quests in Tears of the Kingdom that are more to do with timing around the days and people's schedules like the stolen heirloom side quest and things like that would be great. I just love the idea of doing more stuff with that idea and playing side quests into established characters daily lives, essentially making the world feel even more lived in. Sure, in Breath of the Wild you can see travellers wandering around and being attacked by monsters, and that does make the world feel very lived in, but Kakariko is probably the most lively place in the map in my opinion, down to how each of the inhabitants feel like they truly have their own part to play in their community, whether it be down to their chicken coop, their shops, their houses, or their odd fascination of fireflies. Each character has a story, and I'd love for the whole world to get that treatment in Tears of the Kingdom, much like Majora's Mask did, in the vein of Ocarina of Time. Wind Waker has a lot going for it. While it's not my favourite game in the series personally, I think that open-world wise, it was the top dog before Breath of the Wild came along. Some people would claim it felt empty, but when compared to Twilight Princess's Hyrule Field or the sky in Skyward Sword, I'd argue it feels very alive. Brimming with something to do as long as you have the means of going differing ways to get to the same locations, especially early in the game since you can't just like warp everywhere. Breath of the Wild has the more fleshed out open world for sure though, which we can see through the the shrines and the Korok seeds and stuff, But in general, I want Tears of the Kingdom to take a few glances at Wind Waker and make the world feel even more fun to explore. Taking a look at some of the random areas that gave you meaningful items, or some of the areas in Wind Waker that you just didn't have to explore if you didn't want to. I could have said water traversal in this section, but I'm going to keep it somewhat strictly based on what we know so far. I'd love for the game to include some more ways to travel over water though and it would be a great system to really breathe some life into the next open world. Though if I'm honest, if we get any kind of water based mechanics in the next game, I'm thinking it'll be underwater exploration. Who knows though, we could get some faster boats and such since they were some of the most fun I've had while playing Breath of the Wild and it's something that's almost perfected in Wind Waker. There are a good number of things I could say when it comes to inspiration to take from Twilight Princess but one that I don't think will surprise longtime viewers are the dungeon designs and themes and not to mention the atmosphere. To this day, the atmosphere set in a dungeon in Twilight Princess is unparalleled in my opinion. Check out my Twilight Princess retrospective series for more on that, but in short, I love how diverse the temples are in that game. And honestly, if I could single out anything on this list, I would single this one out and say it's the thing that I want the most when it comes to Tears of the Kingdom. I want the game to feel like a mashup of everything that was great about Breath of the Wild and Twilight Princess. I truly think that that game would be something to behold, though again that is largely subjective. I want to walk into a dungeon in tears of the kingdom and not know that it will take me 25 minutes at most and involve a ton of pretty straightforward puzzles when it comes down to it. I want to walk into a giant mine at the beginning of the game and feel like I am in a mine. I want to be transported to Hyrule rather than being taken out of it from time to time, though I should call it on the divine beast hate. They just don't do it for me personally, to be honest. I think the Zelda team are holding out on showing us dungeons for a reason. And I think it's either because they're real good looking or they're real bad looking. And I'm guessing we'll probably know in the next couple of months. So here's hoping they look more like obs Grounds and much less like a divine beast. A- again, just my opinion, I'm sorry. Apart from Breath of the Wild, this is the game that Tears the Kingdom seems to be taking the most inspiration from. And while this hope feels obvious, I want to flesh it out just a little bit. The sky in Skyward Sword for a lot of people is pretty underwhelming, a lot of little islands but they do very little to really give us much apart from the goddess cube chests and other little bits shoved in by developers. Onim has gone on record saying he wishes the sky could have been a bit cooler but it couldn't have down to the hardware that the game was running on. But no matter how the sky functions as a gameplay mechanic in Skyward Sword, there's one thing that the Zelda team got very very right when it comes to the sky just how epic and grand it feels. Seriously, the music accompanied with you flying your wing is really satisfying and don't even get me started on the whole premise of the sky. Jumping off a ledge and calling a bird before letting it swoop you up so you can fly on its back is such a cool idea and I honestly just want to see it in a game that isn't Skyward Sword to be honest. I doubt the sky is going to be a big part of the next couple of new big Zelda releases after Tears of the Kingdom, we've seen they're going all out on the sky in Tears of the Kingdom, so our Numa and the team are likely creating the sky that they would have liked to back on the Wii, making it feel that much more grand. The general idea of the premise seems the same given the trailer so far, so it wouldn't surprise me. Sky mounts are a whole other discussion for a future video but they would also be really fun to change up to. Breath of the Wild is known to some as the greatest Zelda game and the launching point for a lot of fans, usually for one simple reason. The open world is just amazing, nature follows you around no matter where you go, the world is jam-packed with stuff to do, you want to go somewhere new? Oh well there's probably like 4 shrines and about 50 Korok seeds over there. It truly was, and still is possibly, the best innovation on open world games as a whole. Not even just in this series, it took the Ubisoft model that had run rampant along the industry for the past few years and blew it out of the park, taking the best bits out of the formula and injecting it with some Zelda elements that are yet to be topped to this day in my opinion. I want Tears of the Kingdom to keep that up, with the open world seemingly being even bigger in the next game, I'm really hoping that the Zelda team can strike a middle ground in their world. So you don't have to explore everything if you don't want to but it's also more beneficial that you do explore everything. If not for exploration, then for your own sense of self-worth, which is what made the last game so fun. I want to feel like I'm exploring a new world, or even if it's Hyrule with new bits, I want to know that we're largely playing a new game. I don't think they'll disappoint on that front. They don't work on a game for 4-5 years after DLC without having a pretty clear direction on where they want the series to go during this game and after this game, and I'm excited to see where the team will continue to head, but for now I'm especially excited for Tears of the Kingdom, probably like a good few of you are out there. Thank you so much for watching this video, if you enjoyed then please do support the channel by leaving a like rating and subscribing. You'll get news as quick as possible for Tears of the Kingdom and you'll join the 14% of people who are subscribed, so thank you a ton if you do. The people you can see on screen right now are my Patreon supporters, thank you all so much for the support guys, G and Jared Whedon are especially amazing for being my top paying patrons, just look at the Triforce coloured names and that Triforce font. Thank you so much for the support, it means the world to me. If you'd like to join them then you can do for as little as £1 or $1.50 a month. The link to my Patreon and other social platforms, is in the description, plus I made a membership in which you can become heroes on the channel, just press that join button if you want to join. Thank you to you lovely people who are already up here in front of your eyes. Thank you so much for watching this video, I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you on Sunday, or maybe even before, though I do keep saying that it doesn't happen. Anyway, please do, stay safe.